So hello everyone um, and happy July. Uh, for this month's tarot, I asked three questions and I was a little hesitant to ask the first two because they dealt mostly with perspective and um, attitude rather than actions and outcomes. So I just wanted to see what the cards would indicate and I was pretty surprised. So my third question was about Bitcoin, which I also asked because I just had to see what the cards would say. And I was somewhat challenged by what came up. So, so let's begin. Um, the three questions asked were, I actually had like five or six, but I couldn't, there isn't time to do all. So I saved some for next time. But these questions, these were the first three. What is the best way to think about or deal with people like Klaus Schwab, George Soros, Vladimir Zelensky, Bill Gates, and others like them? That was question number one. Question number two, what is the best way to deal with the massive split between people on the left and the right in the US? And question number three, what is the future of Bitcoin? So the cards drawn, answer to question one, eh. What is the best way to think about or deal with Klaus Schwab, George Soros, etc.? Um, the question, second question was, what about the split between us? And I got the emperor. And question number three, Bitcoin, I got the ace of cups reversed. So let's go through these, um, see what they have to say. So um, question number one, what is the best way to think about or deal with people like Klaus Schwab, George Soros, Vladimir Zelensky, Bill Gates, and others like them? And the Nine of Swords, um, this is the second time we've seen this in the last couple months. Um, this card came up two months ago in May in response to the question, what do we need to see and understand regarding the Ukraine-Russia war? And now here it is again in relation to Schwab, Soros, Zelensky, and Gates. And those first three people are heavily involved, heavily implicated in the Russia-Ukraine war and of course, Bill Gates is carrying on his own war against the world. So we should not be surprised that the same card came up for those four perpetrators and others like them. As I pointed out in May, the Nine of Swords is the nightmare card. It indicates a sudden shock or illuminating awakening toward the end of a period known as the dark night of the soul. I don't know if you guys have ever been through a dark night of the soul, but they are difficult. There's nothing to believe in. Uh, anyway, um, this card points to a heavy duty awareness coming our way over the month of July and even beyond. Because nightmares always have a serious message in them that affects the entire life into the future. So let's look at this card again. Here we see a figure sitting on a bed, 
sitting up in bed with his hands over his face as if he had suddenly awakened from some awful dream. Or perhaps he's crying in despair. There are nine blue and white swords hanging horizontally on the wall above and behind the figure. And the background is completely black, which is in contrast to the solid white of the nightshirt worn by the person in the bed. The bed itself is of carved wood with the twins of Gemini featured in the carving. And there's a patchwork quilt showing red roses on yellow squares and the signs of the zodiac embroidered on the blue squares. The suit of swords symbolize thought, the intellect, the need for assessment, for discernment, and intellectual honesty and maturity. This particular card is also known as the Lord of Cruelty, not just to others, but to the self. Since we are talking or asking about four individuals rather than a war, as we did in May, the warning here is that there is a serious need for intelligent assessment and discernment around these individuals. Either the individuals in question are lying to us or we are lying to ourselves about what they are doing. Anytime we lie to ourselves, we're being cruel to the self. And anytime we allow others to lie to us, we are headed for serious trouble and upheaval. The figure sitting up in the bed appears to have suddenly awakened to something awful. The message embedded in this figure is that we will come face to face with something we have been asleep to or unwilling to face in the light of day. And it then warns against ignoring what we have suddenly come to understand, less prejudice, ignorance, dishonesty, and cruel illusions become cemented in place. So the black background surrounding the figure and filling the negative space around the entire card symbolizes an absence of light and hope. It's a dark period. And it hints that the four men in question may not be the thing we must focus on. We must focus on the surrounding environment that they have created on the situation we find ourselves in. The blackness points to something they have done to the environment that cannot be reversed and indicates that what we must face will involve complete rebirth since black is the color of the great well of creation. The black background also contrasts with the white nightshirt worn by the figure in the bed. And this indicates coming to a moment when things will become black and white. Not much gray there. The challenge will be the need to move forward without enough light to see where we're going and not having much choice around staying where we're at or much hope for where we are headed. This will call for trust in ourselves and a focus on truth 
ethics and sticking to what is good as much as possible. Hanging on the black wall are nine blue and white swords. Blue is the color of clarity, as well as both depression and sorrow. While the number nine indicates a number of completion of a cycle. And often it means the end of a system, the end of the road. Thus, the message is that clarity is going to bring us to a point of great sorrow and shock, a point that brings about the end of something. So as shocking as things might become later this month, the roses on the yellow fabric in the quilt point to something beautiful that comes from inside each one of us. Something that is pieced together from love because roses are the symbol of love and the flowering of our thoughts and intelligence because bright yellow symbolizes clear thinking intelligent thinking. The quilt, the quilt itself, has a couple of very important messages. A quilt is something that is put together from many pieces, and this symbolizes the great variety of people who make up the population. Together, we make up our world. We put it together piece by piece. The quilt also symbolizes the process of salvaging scraps, leftover pieces of fabric, as in the fabric of life, and putting them together to make something comforting, something warm, and something to cover ourselves with through the cold, dark night. The quilt indicates that we may have to put our lives back together, salvaging what we can, finding and using leftover pieces of the fabric of our lives to give us a little comfort and warm our souls as we deal with whatever the four men in question may have brought us to. So if you look closely, on the side of the bed, there are two figures carved into the side of the bed. And these are depicting the Gemini twins who have another important message for us. The twins tell us that we must be prepared to think about what we are creating because an equal and opposite reaction will occur. The lesson is to see the other side and to learn from what we see and to let it change us. It warns against being opinionated and belligerent and tells us to go beyond the either-or thinking. The situation we find ourselves in is likely to be far beyond the small ideas of right and left, Republican and Democrat, U.S. versus Russia, Russia versus Ukraine, liberal versus progressive, or what is that, liberal versus conservative, and other extremely limiting one side against the other positions. The whole thing points to the possibility that we are dealing with something global, something involving the entire civilization. 
the carefully arranged swords above the suddenly awakened figure symbolize an entire landscape of people, events, intentions, and outcomes that have been carefully hidden from us. And that this dark landscape is what we will awaken to and suddenly see. Those same carefully arranged swords also symbolize the need to see the patterns that we have been led into, perhaps hoodwinked into, or distracted from. Patterns about which we have been lied to, and that we have mindlessly followed or lied to ourselves about. These are patterns that must be recognized and from which we will have to cut ourselves free using the sword of consciousness and the awakened intellect. And that's it for the nine of swords and the question of those four men. Second question, what is the best way to deal with the massive split between people on the left and the right in the U.S.? And the card drawn was the emperor. I did not expect the emperor card at all when I asked the question as I was shuffling the deck. And when it turned up, I was really surprised and even a little uncertain as to how to read this card in relation to that question. But I now think it's perfect. The Emperor card shows a man with white hair and a white beard sitting on a large rectangular gray throne. The throne has four ram's heads on it. He's wearing an elegant red robe with a wide black stripe across it. And you can see on his arms that he's wearing a blue undergarment. He's holding a stylized Ankh, A-N-K-H, Ankh, in his right hand and a golden apple in the other. The Ankh symbolizes the key of life as well as the male reproductive organs. And the golden apple is the symbol of internal life, eternal life. Did I say that clearly? Eternal life and fertility. He is wearing some armor that can be seen on his feet. And he's also wearing what's known as a closed crown, symbolizing one's own authority that acknowledges no other authority as more important than his own. Behind him are mountains, and those mountains do not have a single tree, bush, plant, house, castle, no greenery, nothing, all of which symbolizes a wasteland. And there's a small river that's barely discernible behind the house or behind the throne. So when I asked the question about the massive split between the people on the left and the right in the U.S., I was really looking for some way to bring people back together. However, this card says that that is not the way to deal with the split. In fact, it hints at the impossibility of doing that. So let's look at this card in detail. This is the most, the fourth most powerful card in the deck. And it's very rich in meanings and messages. 
First, we have a male on a throne because males are generally seen as fourth in line in terms of power behind the magician and the high priestess and the empress. Be aware that the emperor stands for the power of all males as well as all females because in the tarot, females are generally seen as more powerful than males. And the assumption with the tarot seems to be that the world works best when the intuition and perspective of women guides the action and perspective of men. So the emperor card symbolizes both males and females moving into their own power and living their lives the way they see fit. Literally, this card points to being the ruler of one's own life, quote, unquote, uh, quote, to be in control of oneself, to put oneself first, and to face the unknown undaunted, because you're going on your own power. It's also to find a desert and transform it into a garden. This is the power of the emperor. So this says nothing about bringing people together and everything about honoring the way each individual thinks, feels, and acts. It says to let go, allow people to set up the lives they envision. Let them take responsibility for the way they rule themselves. This is also the card of the pioneer, indicated by the ram's heads. And those ram's heads symbolize Aries, the first sign in the zodiac, and that points to an absolute beginning. This is also the card of personal self-determination and it was just these first few symbols. You know, the man, the throne, uh, the ram's heads, we already have a path being laid out that builds on the quilt idea coming from the nine of swords. It says that rather than trying to bring people back together, we would have a better outcome if each person were to set himself up to live according to his own ideals. Since none of us would survive alone, this would likely mean finding others of like mind, working out the rules by which we will live together, and setting up any new systems that reflect those rules. And since there are so many different ideas of how to fix things that have gone wrong in our world, this may mean that we go through a long period of experimenting with new groupings, each governing themselves according to their own ideas, which might be a little chaotic. This concept, however, is backed up by the fact that the emperor card is a four. The four is specifically related to the rule of law, and it focuses on the theme of creating a secure and enduring base from which to proceed. Doing so requires discipline, endurance, diligence, rules, security, and stability, and that's some pretty tall tasks for these times. 
the emperor card and the number four are both related to fire, which is the energy of transformation. Aries is also related to fire and includes strife, war, conquest, and a new cycle of life. So we may have to endure a period of strife before things settle down again. We're headed somewhere new. So all of the symbols on this card then back up what we've just covered. Red, black, and white are primal colors of alchemy and transformation. So we have black, the black stripe represents unsolved problems. White, the white hair and beard represents goodness of heart in the absence of malice. It's really hard to create anything new if you've got a bad attitude or you're trying to get even. And red represents new solutions and illumination. The uh, wasteland, wasteland in the background of the card indicates that we will be working in a setting in which everything we once had has been turned into a wasteland. However, the river, there's a little river there, reminds us that life flows on, everything changes, and we must be ready to move with these changes starting anew as necessary. Uh, the rectangular throne, which I already mentioned once, symbolizes the geometric form of the rectangle, which stands for the material world. So what this is saying is your material world um, is probably going to come under some serious reconstruction. It symbolizes the need to find our place in that world and live in such a way that we are stable and secure. And I would add honorable. The fact that the throne is gray calls for a degree of detachment. Not ignorance, not unconscious living, not denial. Detachment. It doesn't say specifically what we are to detach from, but given the question, it points to letting go of our biases and our tendency to take sides. The detachment is then modified by the blue undergarment, signaling that our core foundation, our foundation garments, must be clarity and calm. We've already mentioned the crown, but it's important to emphasize the fact that it's a closed crown. It's not open like a tiara-style crown. When a crown is closed, it symbolizes personal inner authority personal. This means living by your own code of ethics, values, and morals. Your behavior and your boundaries come from within. They are not imposed by external legal agreements. Also, the crown is a gold crown, which indicates a fully awakened consciousness. And I would note that it's almost impossible to live according to an external legal system once consciousness has awakened. You can live in harmony with such a system, but only when it matches the code of ethics, values, and morals you have established from within yourself. 
The modified Ankh in the right hand represents the key of life. The key of life means understanding how things work. The ability to work things in such a way that everyone benefits and you're able to integrate the self smoothly into nature, the rest of humanity, and the rest of the cosmos. The Ankh also symbolizes renewal. Something I think we're going to run into. The golden apple in the left hand is the symbol of eternal life and fertility. Reaching eternal life means having learned to nurture life, not destroy it. And fertility points to several things. One is the need to maintain the earth and her fertility. Another is to maintain a fertile consciousness that is creative in all ways. And another very practical fertility is that humanity will only continue if we maintain the ability to reproduce. So that Ankh in the right hand is about male uh, reproductive systems and organs. And here we have fertility in the, the other hand. Points to a problem there. Finally, the emperor card has a major lesson attached to it. This is a big lesson. Although the emperor looks like he is powerful and he can do whatever he wants, he's really the servant of all. The task is to take into account the reality of the whole situation, the needs of yourself and those around you, an awareness of the pitfalls and the dangers of your situation, the possible need for defense, and the array of outcomes that may result from your decisions. Being in charge of your own life requires a deep and courageous mind. You don't want to create more problems as a result of your decisions. And that's the end of question number two and the emperor card. So next question, what is the future of Bitcoin? And the card drawn was the ace of, card, the ace of cups reversed. So my first reaction when I saw that I pulled the ace of cups reversed was, oh no, I didn't want to deal with a reverse card, especially this one with this question. However, the Ace of Cups is such a positive and powerful card that even when it is reversed, it's not all bad. And I think it indicates more than I at first thought. When you look at the card closely, you see a large golden cup or chalice with the letter W or perhaps a sideways Greek epsilon on it. Above is a, a dove, and it's holding the Eucharist in its beak. There are five streams of water flowing from the top of the cup to the ocean below, where a number of lily pads are floating on blue water. The lilies are in bloom, 
And keep in mind that they're sometimes called lotus flowers, the symbol of awakening. A hand is emerging from a cloud and appears to hold the cup as if in offering. And there are 26 droplets of water in the air around the cup and the hand. And then the background or sky is gray. So going back to the question, what is the future of Bitcoin? Keep in mind that this would include not only the material side of Bitcoin, but its mental, emotional, and spiritual sides as well. We tend to think of Bitcoin as just a cryptocurrency, but it's much more than that. Right from the start, Bitcoin stood as a symbol of freedom from financial control. It was a symbol of innovation carrying us into a new time, a new era, a new age. Mentally, it was a digital path leading us away from the control that the fiat money system had over us. It required a whole new way of thinking about money and handling it. And that's essential when you really want to shift people's relationships with money or their relationships with the people who make money, in this case, our government. Spiritually, Bitcoin was something that would allow us to regain a spirit of self-determination and the feeling that we were in charge of our own lives. So, Asking what is the future of Bitcoin means asking to see what happens with Bitcoin and everything it stands for. This includes the financial aspect, how we think about money, how we feel about it, and whether or not we regain the spirit of self-determination and the power to run our own lives. So now, back to the Ace of Cups. Cups, the suit of cups, stand for water and flow, as well as the female uterus, the holy grail, the lap of nature, and the cup you drink from in life, also known as your life path. The streams of water flowing between the cup and the ocean symbolize the connections each individual has to the great ocean of source. And since we are talking about money, they symbolize a connection to the great ocean of money out there. These flowing streams symbolize the cycles that we move through and our need to trust and learn from our experience. Even though the cup is upside down, the streams of water are still flowing between the two. And the ocean of money, along with those who control that money, are now uppermost and have the upper hand. This points to the possibility that Bitcoin is being manipulated and there may be financial losses. In fact, we see those losses right now. The 26 drops of water floating in the air represent our tears, our laughter, and the myriad of human emotions that we experience daily, as well as the grace that surrounds us. Now, divine grace is an old-fashioned term 
for the action or movement of God. And what it refers to literally is the motion of energy in the frequencies we are made of and the way those frequencies interact with the greater ocean of intelligent frequencies that we move in and breathe in, you know, all of that. Since the card is reversed, it symbolizes that all of those emotions and energies will flow back to us, and we will have to manage those wisely and well. When energy flows back to you, you have to deal with what you have created, either by action or failure to act. So there's a little bit of that in this card. The white dove symbolizes the spirit of love and peace that is the core of each one of us. And the Eucharist in its mouth symbolizes something that has been consecrated. The Eucharist has been consecrated or is blessed or has a very special meaning. That hints at the fact that Bitcoin is not just a financial thing. It stands for something very special. And that is where the mental, emotional, and spiritual forces come in. So with the ace reversed, the dove is now positioned to fly straight up, fly higher, carrying the meanings of Bitcoin to a, a whole new level. In other words, we may come to a point in which the effort to keep Bitcoin alive has more to do with the intangible side of things than the actual financial. In other words, what Bitcoin stands for may come to be more important to us than the money aspect. So the importance of Bitcoin in the future may be much greater, but for now the cup is pouring out the streams that represent a new kind of freedom being offered to us by the hand coming out of the clouds. Are those income streams? Okay, so let's keep going. The ace, this is an ace of cups, is a special card representing an open heart, trust, and inner convictions. It symbolizes the inner life of individuals, their wishes, their fears, and feelings, which would include the hopes and dreams that the coin stands for. The fact that the card is reversed can therefore mean a reversal of any or all of what Bitcoin stands for, the mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, financial aspects, or any other aspects, especially the freedom from control especially a new money system in line with our times, especially our self-determination, etc. So this was a bit discouraging at this point. And as I thought about the possible loss of Bitcoin, I realized that the letter on the cup, the W, symbolizes communication. There's a message in here for us. And if it was not a W, but represented the Greek letter Epsilon, the Epsilon represents a window. And windows offer both a view, a point of view, 
They frame a view and they also represent a period of time, a window of opportunity. This points to the possibility that the reversal of Bitcoin's value may be for a period of time. So this then sparked a question in me, how long, how many months? And so I drew another card just for the number that was on it. What I got was the hanged man, which is a 12. So 12 months of volatility and waiting for it to go up, waiting for it to be worth it. So at this point, I worried that there might be nothing left of it if there's too much volatility for another whole 12 months. You know, can we ride that roller coaster for 12 months? So I asked another question, which amounted to, and then what? And I got the lover's card. This is a card indicating something wonderful after facing a mountain of difficulties. The lover's card is the card of emancipation. Emancipation from traditional ruts, roles, and routines. And after a long period, a move to a new paradise that emerges from love and will because we said so. The indication here is that Bitcoin is worth hanging on to because there are forces we cannot see that are building a bridge to that new paradise or that new world. See that angelic being up there in the sky? That's the meaning of that angelic being. Something, some kind of bridge, some kind of connection is being built. Okay. So, um, the number six, since this is the lovers is associated with a six, uh, the six hints that there may be maybe a turnaround or things begin to ease starting about six months from now. So, that's it for the Bitcoin question. To sum up all of our questions, in answer to question one, what is the best way to think about or deal with people like Klaus Schwab, George Soros, Vladimir Zelensky, Bill Gates, and others like them? We are facing a nightmarish shock and awakening in which we see that something has come to an end. And we must now piece together a new system with what remains of what we once had. Question number two, what is the best way to deal with a massive split between people on the left and the right in the U.S.? The best approach may be to stop trying to bring those two sides together. It may be to honor one another as we walk our separate paths, maintaining a pioneer spirit as we begin anew. And the last question, what is the future of Bitcoin? It did not look good in the short term, but overall, if we can deal with the mountain of difficulties and keep our focus on what Bitcoin actually stands for, which involves much more than just finances, 
then we will find it well worth it. Thanks for listening and have a great July.